Have you begun a prescription and then stopped taking it before its completion? Or have you missed a dose or treatment as per the instructions provided by your healthcare provider? You're definitely not alone. While it may not seem like a big deal to miss even one dose or one scheduled treatment, it could have very serious consequences. I'm your host, Crystal Lamb, and today on Unbreakable, the OC podcast from Osteoporosis Canada, I'll be talking with Carla Purcell about the importance of taking your medications and treatments as prescribed. Carla is a registered nurse with the Nova Scotia Health Authority who has specific expertise in fractures and osteoporosis. Welcome to the show. It is so nice to have you here. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure to join you. So today we're going to be talking about medication adherence. And I think the first thing we should ask is why is it so important that we take our medication as prescribed or that we follow the actual schedule that we're given? Well, it's very important for your overall health and well-being to control chronic conditions or to treat temporary ones. That's why it's so important to take your meds as prescribed. They have to be taken correctly to be able to get the maximum benefit and improve the chances of them working. Medications work in different ways in your body, and there's lots of science and research that goes into determining how they work best. So they should be taken as they are recommended on the label. And how effective they are and how well absorbed they are by your body can depend very much on how they're taken. For example, some medications are best absorbed with food. Some medications must be taken on an empty stomach. Some medications may irritate your stomach, so having a little bit of food down there for a buffer might be a good thing. For the osteoporosis medications, which is my focus, it's vital that they are taken on a very empty stomach first thing in the morning with water all alone, no other medications. And it's important that you wait for at least 30, maybe up to 60 minutes before you have anything else to eat or drink or any other medications. If you don't, they don't work. So they won't lower your chance of having another break or another fracture. Another reason it's important to take your medications the way they're prescribed is because you have to take them safely. And particularly with the osteoporosis medications, one of the instructions is that you have to sit up for at least a half an hour to 60 minutes after you've taken it, because we don't want it to ride back up into your esophagus. If it does, it can really irritate the wall of your esophagus, and that's an unwanted side effect. Taking them correctly, they're very safe, but uh, we want to make sure that we avoid that. And it's really interesting to me because I think all of us have done that thing where we just, we miss one dose and we don't think it's going to be a really big deal. Does it actually impact the effectiveness if we miss a dose? Well, with the osteoporosis medications, they do stay in your system for a very long time. So if you miss a dose or two, it's not the end of the world, but we do want to make sure that you do take them regularly. The medications take about a year to truly get into your system and work. And if you forget them lots of times, then it's going to stretch that year out. Never double up your medications. And if you do get up and you've picked your day of the week that you take your medication, you get up in the morning and and you have your coffee. Oh my goodness, I forgot to take my bone pill. Don't take it later on that day. Take it the next day. And then the next week you can go back to your normal schedule. So it isn't always a problem to miss a dose, but you want to make sure that you take it as regularly as possible. One of the osteoporosis medications, Prolia, the injectable that you take twice a year, it's vital that that gets taken very regularly because your fracture risk can go up higher if you miss doses. So every six months, we want to make sure that you get it. And I always tell people, make your appointment for your next dose 
as you leave the appointment that you've had to get the dose that you're getting currently. That's really important. And I think it's also good that we remind people that just because you're feeling better doesn't mean it's time to stop taking your medication. Would that be correct? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we all know sometimes you take antibiotics for a couple of days and you feel better after a couple of days. So you stop taking them and you've got this cupboard full of, you know, half used antibiotics. It can actually make the infection come back worse than it was before. So yeah, you shouldn't stop just because you feel better. And with the osteoporosis medications, they don't make you feel better. So um, you're not going to feel better when you're taking them. And if you are on medications for anything, sometimes it's the medication that's making you feel better. And if you stop taking it, then those bad symptoms or how you felt bad before will come back because that medication isn't there to control it anymore. So it is important to take them regularly and not to stop them. And I think it's really good that you mentioned that the osteoporosis medications, they're not going to make you feel better, but they're doing things internally, I assume, that are making your bones healthier. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Your bones are being turned over from the time you're born until the time you die, and you don't feel that process happening at all. So osteoporosis doesn't hurt. The medications work where your bones are being turned over, so you can't feel those medications work. You can't feel it, so you don't know you're getting better from it, but you do get proof when you don't break, especially if you have a fall and you don't break. So we know they're working when you haven't broken another bone. I always tell my patients when they start their medications, they don't make you taller, they don't make you prettier, they're not going to make somebody call and ask you on a date, but they do prevent the pain of another fracture or lower the risk of the pain of another fracture, and that's what we want to prevent, and that's how we know that they're working. Sometimes you can get a little bit of evidence that they're working by having your bone density tests done regularly, and we can make sure that your bone density is being maintained. We don't expect to see it grow by an awful lot, but we do like to see it at least stay stable. And I think that's a really, really good point. One of the other reasons that people will often stop taking their medication or not want to take their medication is because they have side effects. Can you talk a little bit about what some of the side effects might be and how you can mitigate those? So the side effects for the osteoporosis medications, especially the oral ones, the bisphosphonates, alendronate or residronate, the most common side effect is heartburn. It's a nuisance. It's not a dangerous side effect. So you want to make sure that you do take them correctly. Make sure you take them with that nice big glass of water and sit up after you take them and, and have some breakfast before you lie down or bend over. And that will help to mitigate that side effect. And that's really the most common side effect that we do see. If you are allergic or if you have severe side effects, very rarely um, I will see somebody who gets severe diarrhea from their osteoporosis medications. Sometimes they have to be stopped and have to be switched to something else. But for the most part, our goal is to make your quality of life better, not worse. So if you do have issues with side effects, it's always best to talk to the person who prescribed the medication for you. Sometimes they can be managed and you still get the benefit of the treatment. Other times we may have to switch you out to something else. And with the side effects, is it like with some medications where you start them, you have side effects in the beginning, but as your body adapts, you start to see less and less of those side effects? Absolutely. Yeah. I have a lot of people who say, yeah, I had a little heartburn the first time I took it and I don't have it anymore. Or I sometimes will have somebody say, yeah, I have a little bit of muscle ache, maybe the first two or three times that I took the medication, and, but now it doesn't bother me anymore. 
And I follow up with my patients every three months. So I, I get a pretty up-to-date report with how they're feeling after they take them. And you mentioned earlier that there was certain times of day where you might want to take your medications. Is that something that people should be really thinking about? Like, is there a time of day that's better to take your medication? Or if you always take it in the morning and you suddenly switch to the afternoon, is that going to cause a problem? It absolutely is with the osteoporosis medication. There's only one time of day to take it. And that's first thing in the morning when you wake up, it needs to break your fast. So your, your stomach has to be very empty. So yeah, no, you can't take it in the afternoon. And that's why I said that if you forget it one day, go back and take it the next day, and then you can roll back again. The only exception to the empty stomach with just water is Actinel DR. That's one of the medications that you can take with your breakfast in the morning. So if you've gotten up and you've had breakfast, you shouldn't then take the medication. You should wait until the next time that you're supposed to take the medication or the next day. Exactly. Yeah. You take it the next day and then go back to your regular day the next week. Don't double up. Don't take two of them the next week or anything like that. Because the medications last in your body for a long time, it's not vital that you take them at precisely the same time every single time, but you want to get as close as you can. And I have a lot of patients who will say, well, I don't get up in the morning. Well, it doesn't matter what time in the morning you take it as long as it breaks your fast. So if you're an early riser and you get up at 6 a.m., get up at 6 a.m. and take your medication. If you're a later riser and you normally get up at 10 a.m., get up at 10 a.m. and take your medication. Make it as easy as you can for yourself, but you do have to take it on that empty stomach and it has to be the first thing in the morning, first thing in your mouth. Really, really important to remember that. So I'm sure you have patients who are really bad at remembering to take their medication. I think we all have people in our lives, they may be us, who are bad at remembering to take their medication. Do you have any tips? Yes, I'm one of those people that's really bad. <laughs> so um, I always recommend that you pick a day that might be a little bit different. I mean, it's hard to remember to take a pill once a week, right? It's a little bit different. It's not like you take it every single morning when you brush your teeth. So pick a day that might stand out your garbage day because you get up early on garbage day or Sunday because you go to church on Sunday and it's a little bit different. So that's one thing that you can do to remember. Um, you can have a calendar, circle the day that you take your medication on the calendar or color it red. If you're tech savvy, maybe have uh, your phone set up to uh, remind you to take the medication. I'm not tech savvy and a lot of people aren't. So if you're not, maybe you have a daughter or a son who is and they can set up a reminder on their phone and give you a little jingle the night before. Lay your medication out the night before with that nice big glass of water or a bottle of water next to it so that it's the first thing that you see in the morning. So that can be an idea too. A lot of people are on a lot of medications and so they have blister packs from the pharmacy or they put their medications in those little dossat, you know, that you can put your days of the week in. The one caveat to those things that I would like to remind people is that you need to be able to identify your osteoporosis pill separately so that you can take it by itself. If you take it with a whole bunch of other morning meds that you pop out of your blister, then it's not going to do you any good. It has to be on its own. So those are a few tips. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I would never have thought about the fact that you don't take it with other things. So that's really important. That's a really good reminder. And speaking of taking it with other things, because I think this is a really good place to ask you about supplements. 
Because one of the things I have learned over the years is that you should probably be talking to your healthcare provider if you are taking supplements. How can that impact your medication? And are there better or worse times to take your supplements if you are also taking medication? Yeah, with the osteoporosis medication, you really want to separate the time that you take your supplements. A lot of people who may be on calcium supplements won't take their calcium supplement the day they take their medication. So you want to make sure that you separate it out. We actually prefer that you get your calcium from your diet. So that's a better way to get it. So it's really the vitamin D supplementation that you need to have when you're on the osteoporosis medications. And you can take that with your other morning meds with your breakfast, as long as it's not in your hand at the same time. I always tell people, don't put anything else in your hand at the same time as you take your osteoporosis pill. And if someone's taking different supplements, like if they're taking an iron supplement, or if they're taking different supplements, should they talk to their doctor about how that might interact with their osteoporosis medications? Yeah, it's always a good idea to talk to your, um, your care provider to see if you should be taking supplements. A lot of people take supplements without a lot of medical advice. So it's really a good idea to have some really good information and, you know, expert advice before you take them. Are there any supplements that might interfere with your osteoporosis drugs that you're aware of, or is that not usually a problem? It's not usually a problem as long as they're separated out. That pill doesn't so much interact with other medications as the other medications interact with it if they're taken at the same time. So as long as you separate them out. Really good to know. So there are other things that I think people might not think about when they think about their medications. And that is that sometimes drugs work together and sometimes one drug impacts another drug. So are there things that people need to be thinking about? We've talked a little bit about how it's important to make sure you take them very separately. But if you're taking, you know, a statin as well, do you need to consider when you're taking it or do they have any impact on each other? They don't really so much have impact on each other as long as your osteoporosis meds come early in the morning, that first thing. Sometimes medications do work well together. A lot of people are on blood pressure medications. There's all kinds of different blood pressure medications that people take. And sometimes when you have therapy together with two different kinds, it helps to control your blood pressure better. With the osteoporosis meds, your calcium level has to be normal for you to be able to take them. So that's why it's so important to make sure that you have your calcium in your diet. Your vitamin D level also has to be normal. And we can't really get a lot of vitamin D in our diet. So that's why it's important to take them with it. As far as I know, uh, right now, there's no evidence that shows that taking more than one osteoporosis medication at a time will improve the way they work any better. Really, really good to know. Another question I had was around storage. You mentioned the blister packs and how that might not be the best idea for this. Is there anything we need to be thinking about in terms of storing our medications? Well, whenever you store medications, the bathroom tends to come to people's mind, and that's probably not the best place to store your medications because it gets steamy and hot in there. The best place is, of course, out of reach of children and pets. Um, you would want to keep the original label on the container that the medication is in. You might want to keep it on a shelf in the kitchen or in the bedroom. Well, if it's in the kitchen away from the stove or where boiling pots would be, you may have to lock them if you have kids in the house that might want to get into them. So it's just important to keep them away from moisture in a cool, dry place away from where people could get into them. Sometimes medications need to be kept in the fridge. And if you do need to keep meds in the fridge, your pharmacist should always review this with you when you pick them up. 
I know that prolia must be kept in the fridge and I know that forteo must be kept in the fridge if those are the osteoporosis medications that you're on. So usually there's a label on the box if there are very specific instructions, but otherwise it's common sense. Out of reach of children in a cool, dry place. Yeah, I know in my world, we keep them by the bedside because that's where I see them first in the morning. So always thinking about different ways that you can remember to take them where they will also not be accessible or in that heat in the bathroom. Exactly. And another question that comes up a lot around medications is what if my medication is expired or what if my friend is also in an osteoporosis medication and they happen to say, hey, do you want to try this one? What are some of the things we need to be thinking about in terms of medication that might not be exactly as prescribed? I would say just don't. You want to follow the instructions from your doctor, absolutely for sure. These medications, while they are very, very safe, we want to know the things about you. We want to know your calcium level is good. We want to know your vitamin D level is good. So you know, what is prescribed for one person may not be the same thing as we would prescribe for somebody else. So never, ever take anybody else's medications, whether it's osteoporosis or anything else. And as for expired drugs, they may not be as effective. So it's just as well not to take those either. So I would say for either one of those things, just don't. Now, one of the reasons people might do this is that their costs can be a consideration. Is there anything you suggest to people who might be wondering, okay, I can't really afford this, so I might be trying to cut corners. Are there places that they can go for assistance or people they can talk to? Most of the osteoporosis medications are covered by the provincial pharmacare programs, and they're mostly covered by drug plans within, you know, if you have a separate uh, third-party insurance. Sometimes the companies might have some compassionate things that they can do. It's always best to look at it on an individual basis to see um, if you can afford it. The uh, alendronate and the residronate, they are available in generic form now. So they are less expensive than they were before. But yeah, cost is sometimes a problem for people. That's a hard thing. Yeah, I think it's tough for a lot of people. And if you have questions around your medications, things like cost, things like side effects, all of these sorts of things that might come up who would you suggest that people turn to? Are there specific people in their healthcare teams who they might be able to go to to answer these questions? Well, the first thing I would say is please don't go to Dr. Google because Dr. Google lies. <laughs> so if you are going to have questions about side effects and things like that, it's always best to go to the person who prescribed the medication in the first place. So your family doctor, nurse practitioner, or whomever may have prescribed it for you. So that's your first option. Pharmacists are a wealth of information, so you can always talk to your pharmacist. So really, you want to talk to a healthcare provider about this. You don't want to just listen to, uh, you know, somebody who doesn't have an expertise in it. Yes, I definitely think that we can all learn from that because Dr. Google has led us astray many, many times. <laughs> Is there anything else on this topic that you think that we should share with the audience in regard to their medications, anything that we haven't covered? I think that for the osteoporosis medications, there's a lot of fear around side effects and you hear some potential bad side effect things. I think that you always have to weigh the risk and the benefit of any medication and you always want the benefit to outweigh the risk. 
I think the medications have a bad rap and people are frightened by them, but the risk of these side effects, the potential of them happening is so very, very, very small compared to the potential of another break if you are at high risk and you need to be on the medications. So if you have questions, it's always a good thing to talk to your healthcare provider about the potential risks and what the benefits are of the medications are so that you can have it very clear in your head. Another way that Dr. Google can't help you very much. And that is a wonderful place to end this conversation. It has been so wonderful to speak to you about this. And I think that everyone will have learned a lot. So thank you for joining me on the show today. It was my pleasure. Thank you. I'm Krista Lamb, and you've been listening to Unbreakable, the OC podcast from Osteoporosis Canada. Today, I've been speaking with Nurse Carla Purcell about medication adherence. If you'd like more information on osteoporosis, visit our website at osteoporosis.ca. If you have questions or comments about this topic or about our podcast, reach out to us on our website or via social media. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Enjoying the show? Hit subscribe in the podcast provider of your choice. Thanks for listening.